Right, welcome to the Dry Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Steph. This is so cool. We are here again. This is our second run at the podcast in our brilliant studio in Shoreditch. We're super excited. We had a nice cup of coffee before we begun. And today we want to talk about all things dry and alcohol-free, but your backstory of how you've become not only an incredible entrepreneur, but also someone now that's a real champion for females in the health space, in the wellness space, and in the alcohol-free space. We'll get to some of that a bit later on. First of all, I've got a bone to pick. Go on. So when you go sober, everyone talks about sober hair. And I'm I'm renowned for having the best (laughs) sober hair. But, but... And then I started seeing your post about a year ago, and I was like, hang on a minute. I've got a hair rival. Hold on. I've got <laughs> a hair rival. Of sober hair. So I put oh, up some clues this morning on my Instagram. I was like, I'm going to see someone. She's big in the wellness space. She's big in the health space. She's sober. And the last clue was, she's got better hair than me. Oh, so my congratulations. That's good today, but it's so greasy. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I mean, brave competition because your hair is iconic so it is, thank you it for is that <laughs> somewhat iconic but it's one of those things i always joke about about sober hair but on that note did you notice any clear differences between when you were drinking and you decided to stop um do you know what i've never heard that before but now it makes perfect sense like it makes so much sense it's quite hard to judge because i lost a lot of my hair when i was in the depths of my eating disorder so my hair thinned out a lot had a lot of bald patches and it's kind of been a journey to get it back and i would say i mean i've been sober now for i want to say three years and my hair has definitely got thicker fuller and longer in the last two um so that's that actually makes so much sense and do you think that's physiological of course maybe your body healing, but also psychological with the, i guess the adventure that you've been on yeah, I think so. And I think obviously when you when you drink a lot, it ruins your gut microbiome and everything is connected, isn't it? Like my skin was bad when I was drinking loads. So it makes sense that my hair was probably bad when I was drinking loads too. Um, but now I feel like I eat a much more fuller diet. Um, I take the right vitamins. Obviously I'm not drinking alcohol. So my gut microbiome is so much better. So it definitely, definitely makes sense that that's the case. But I've never had a hair rival before. I know. So it's until just like I enjoy this. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> of the alcohol. And you let me down by putting it up. I know. You told me I would have come big, goofy hair. Next time. Next time. We'll, we'll do a round two. We'll do a poll. Uh, and uh, you have to vote who's got the best hair. I've been excluded from this, clearly. <laughs> you have. Being we'll... a ginger nut, I've got, I've got no chance. But my hair is a lot better. I'll say that much. Since it I is, it is. When you see your football pictures, mate, oh, it's moved on incredibly old. <laughs> those photos haunt me. <laughs> basically the only reason I do this is to eventually push those photos off the internet because <laughs> when someone googles me they get all this new stuff and not the old stuff which was me looking rather shocking with we long... need everyone to google those now to bring don't, it back don't, up don't go there don't go there <laughs> don't click on them because it will start to put them to the top of the thing but all joking aside the health differences let's just get straight into that I think that's something that we can all celebrate together you're mm. now clearly this real beautiful voice in the health and wellness space and everything that you do and we spoke about this before we come on air that what's really exciting about dry and the alcohol-free space is that people are coming to it now as a wellness trend, as a foundation of their health and vibrancy, as opposed to where it was, or it felt like it was a few years ago, where it was this very black and white thing around alcohol. It's like, why would you not drink unless you had a problem? Whereas now this really exciting group of young, healthy, vibrant people like yourself are coming to the alcohol-free space because why wouldn't you, right? If you value yeah. your health and your vibrancy. Yeah, well, do you know what? I speak about the kind of benefits of, of being sober and there's the obvious ones about mental clarity. Um, and I said, when we were having our coffee earlier, I said that 
I used to be such an evening person and I used to love a lion, so I wouldn't get up until like 10, 11. I remember going on holiday with one of my best friends. She'd get up at the crack of dawn to play tennis with my dad and then we'd come back after she'd had breakfast and be like, wake up, throw a pillow at me and I'd get up and then enjoy the day. Whereas now I feel like I wake up and I seize the morning and I get so much more done and I feel more productive and I feel more positive about what I'm doing. And that knock on effect does build your confidence. But the other side of things, the health benefits, my digestion has never been better. Like, obviously when you come from quite, when you have a background of restricted eating, you can mess up all kinds of things internally with your body and everything like that. My digestion has never been better. Um, as, as a woman, my menstrual cycle is really consistent because I'm not having super dips in my energy levels and you know having super late nights and all of that kind of stuff. Um, my skin has cleared up so much. Like I used to have such dry, grey looking skin, really pr prone to blemishes and I still get the occasional spot now but on the whole I would like to think that my skin has got a lot better. Fabulous, radiant. I'm wearing a lot of makeup so it's all a lie. Um, no, I'm joking. But all of those things I've definitely noticed since going sober. And then on the other side of things that maybe it's a part of wellness that we don't really talk about in terms of our communication with other people. Um, it's one of our nine needs that we all need is, is kind of to have that community around us. And now I feel so much more present in my everyday conversations and so much more aware of, of the people around me. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that's come from from stopping drinking is that you do have more meaningful conversations. I know on a night out, girls go to the bathroom and make best friends with strangers, but you never see them again. Mm. Whereas now I feel like every conversation I have is with a purpose and and I leave being like, that was, that was a beautiful moment. Like after today, I know it's not obviously not in an environment where we would be drinking, but I know I'm gonna leave and be like, what a beautiful conversation that was. And I feel like I have more gratitude for those moments now that I don't drink. And what I find fascinating about you, and since I've followed you, is, is your age. And we're seeing that more and more in this space, aren't we? When we came into it, we were, it was very much like a sort of 35 onwards mm -hmm. journey. Now you've come into it and you're you know, under 30 and you're attracting people under 30. We're attracting under 30. We've got a group in dry, 18 to 30s, yeah. which has got loads of people in it. And that, that seems to be thriving. And the message seems to be getting younger and younger. Is that what you've seen in your own experience as well? Definitely, like I have a lot of girls that are at uni in their first or second year who are obviously navigating going through freshers and how do they do that without drinking because they don't want to do it because they don't enjoy it. And I think what's beautiful is that the information is out there so that everyone can make informed choices, whereas before it was not really that spoken about or that trendy or whatever. Um, and I, I do think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I mean, I always say that I probably sound like a right dickhead, right? Can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> um, because obviously I eat plant-based and I don't drink, which is too very, very, very extreme, right? But it fits, it fits into my lifestyle, it's good for my mental health and I love it. So I, I'm never kind of promoting to the 18 to 35 year old saying, you need to go sober or you need to eat plant-based. It's all about doing what's best for you. So if you occasionally just want to go out with your friends but you don't want to drink, that is huge. And it takes a lot of guts, but when you, I always say like get through the, the first the first round of drinks, right? When you get there and everyone's getting around in, my mum used to always say to me, like, whenever you go out, have an alcoholic drink and then just eliminate. Have an alcoholic drink and then just eliminate because you enjoy your evening without getting super drunk. So I've always kind of done that anyway. Whereas now, my first drink was the lemonade. Nine times out of 10, people don't really notice. And if they do, once you've got through that first round and you start to have fun with other people, you'll realise that actually you can still have a beautiful night out and an amazing night out and still giggle and join in with all the jokes without the alcohol. 
Um, and that would kind of be my tip to the 18 to 25 year olds that follow me and that are on dry and all of that is just test yourself for the first round of drinks and see how you get on. I think people that live, we, we call it living mostly dry. And yeah. I think people before didn't have a home. They couldn't put themselves within a community. Because if you didn't drink, or if you drink sometimes, what community are you in? Because you're not sober and you're, and you're not a big drinker. So yeah. where do you live? And I think that's what we're opening the door to, which you're seeing more and more. People are being a bit mindful of it and they are living a mostly dry lifestyle. And actually we're seeing that with plants. And I'll be someone who says, I tried living plant-based for six months. I found it too restrictive. I found <laughs> I needed more protein. I've now moved on and I live a mostly plant-based lifestyle. Nine out yeah. of 10 of my meals, plant-based. But sometimes I'll eat fish and sometimes I'll have dairy. I won't ever eat meat again. That's disgusting <laughs> but uh, but yeah that's how i live and yeah. i can now relate to that and i feel like i've got a home because actually the mostly world of plant-based of sober or anything seems to be a new thing and i think yeah i think it's brilliant because people are not getting scared by being all in plant-based all in sober it's like actually there is something in between and i think it's if, if you do give yourself a label the moment you go against that label or you maybe slip off or whatever it might be you will tell yourself you're a failure which is so sad whereas if you say you're, you're trying to be mostly something you're always going to be a winner because you give yourself no guilt or shame for that um, and I think that's something especially because I've come from a rest restrictive history um, that's definitely something that whilst you're navigating this journey to consider that doing something for most of the time is far more beneficial than giving yourself that solid label. Yeah, this is really important to me and I'm delighted we're having this conversation because like for me, I'm all in with the alcohol-free stuff. I absolutely yeah. love it. Like, why would I? In my mindset, but then equally, there's lots of other things in our lives that we are mostly, so I think opening the door to everyone allows them to experience the incredible community that's in the alcohol-free space. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Like the connection in the alcohol-free space, in dry, outside of dry, it's just phenomenal the positivity of the group of people coming together to change their mind, to change their lives. And whatever they decide to do, we want to make it so that they can come and have that experience. And then people can choose what they wish. And if they end up where I am, which is fully dry, because you bloody love it, and why wouldn't you yeah. uh, stay on the dry adventure? Brilliant. But equally, if they dip their toe in, tactically dry, mostly dry, I think there's something to celebrate. And for the younger people, I think that's really important because I think it probably is far too overwhelming to think, that's it, I can never drink again. Yeah. I think that scares people and actually it has the opposite effect. Whereas I think the message that you're putting out and Matt and all the brilliant stuff that we're doing through dry is actually come and have a look at it. Come and see what it's yeah. like on the fun side of the island. Come and meet all these incredible people. Look how healthy they are, how vibrant they are. And I think all that's gonna do is encourage people to then turn that mostly into something that maybe is fully dry at some stage and they're getting all those benefits and there's a space for them. I think that's really important. I've got a question for you. Go on. Because um, when, when I look at your content, I think you do an excellent job of covering everything. So you, I think fitness, I think you. I think hair, I think you. <laughs> I think wellness, I think you. I think plant-based, I think you. I think sobriety, I think you. On paper, you tick every single health box. Thank you. But what is Steph still got to achieve? And where, what, make, what completes your you know, full wellness ring, if you like? Is there still something you're working on, still something you want to do more of next year? Um, to make you full, you know, fully yeah. wellness? I think, do you know what, I, I always view myself as a constant work in progress. Um, for example, I still have regular therapy and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I, I constantly think that both my mind, my body, my spirit, everything is, is constantly ever-flowing. Um, and there's, there's lots of things where I can see I could improve. Um, 
I think my main goal is just to do the best that I can every day Brilliant. in terms of I have obviously core beliefs and a core ethos in terms of maybe how I eat, how I drink, um, how I spend my time. I think what I love is, is we're all multifaceted people, right? And we all have loads of different passions. And I feel things very, very deeply. So my passions, I feel deeply and I want to do them to the, the best extent that I can. And sometimes because I do a lot of things and I speak about a lot of things, I do feel like I spread myself quite thin. And there is a bit of a, a negative self-talk in the sense of I'm not doing everything 100% because I'm doing 100 things. And obviously you can't give 100% of your energy to everything that you do. So I think my biggest kind of wellness weakness at the moment is um, negative self-talk around what I'm doing. And I think that is probably my biggest downfall because I do sometimes embody those feelings of stress when you feel a heightened heart rate and shaking and all of that kind of stuff. So my goal ongoing, I try and, and reduce it every day is to kind of reduce the stress and the pressure that I put on myself and realize that actually, Speaking about all of these different things is amazing because I'll reach a new person every day or, or reach the same person every day for a good reason. Um, and I know that's probably not what people think of wellness, but that mental speech that you give yourself, that dialogue in your he head every day, I think it's something like 80% of your thoughts are the same day on day. So if I'm carrying those negative thoughts every day, I'm never going to improve. So I'm starting to challenge those. Um, work through it in therapy and all of that kind of stuff so that I have the confidence to do everything that I'm passionate about. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I think it's important to talk about all of those elements, especially of mental health and that clarity. And I think it helps. I know I'm biased, but taking a break from alcohol yeah, is huge for that mental well-being, that mental health to, to eliminate some of that negative self-talk. And I think it's also important to stress it's not about being perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult bit because like when we see what, what you do online, it is incredible. You look fabulous. You're living this wonderful life. And I think it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, oh, Steph probably had it easy. You know, and she's always just turned up and the willpower of the same and does all this fabulous stuff. But the truth is, there's that struggle behind all of that that led you into this space. Like Matt struggled. Mm -hmm. I struggled. I think it's important to highlight that at times. People don't see the end result. It's like that iceberg effect. They see the end result and go, oh, they must have had it easy. But actually what sits beneath that is years of struggle and hardship and you have your own backstory around your your life in dance and restrictive eating and all those things that you touched upon so i think it's just great to highlight that that what you see now and i think you do that really well and hopefully we do as well of reminding people actually yeah. i was over there don't forget not long ago and actually i have to work really hard at these things and i still carry all of this negative self-talk that i need to work through through therapy but outside that is this new adventure that's unfolding none of us are perfect no one's perfect everyone makes mistakes and i think that's it's really important we share that. So yeah. thank you. Um, I've got another question. Go on. Because not only are you fabulous in the wellness space, you're now this incredible entrepreneur. You run this organisation, which is a charity and a foundation. Tell us about some of those. Um, so about, gosh, how long ago is it now? Five years ago, um, I started an initiative called Stay Sassy. And it was because my nan was living with me at the time because she was really poorly. She's sadly passed away now. Um, but her catchphrase was Stay Sassy. And she was my biggest supporter. So when um, I removed myself from the dance industry because it wasn't good for my mental health, she asked me why I wasn't dancing anymore. And I said the reasons why. And she said that was silly because it was something that I loved and I should do more of it. So I started to dance more. During that time, my nan sadly passed away. And people started asking me to put on a dance class. 
And I would never want to put people in a space where they felt uncomfortable or pressured or insecure. So I came up with this concept to um, put on a one-off event to raise money for the hospice that looked after my nan before she passed away. And I chose the smallest venue I could because I was like, no one's going to turn up. Like, I just have a few thousand followers on Instagram. Like, are they even real? Um, and it sold out in about 15, 20 minutes. Wow. And we had 20 women in one room all speaking um, about their own vulnerabilities. And it started with a bit of an icebreaker where I'd ask women to put on high heels and just strut from one side of the room to the other. Um, everyone felt really uncomfortable at first, but you can see the giggles start and that ice start to break. I taught them a really easy routine. Um, and then there was a speech afterwards by two mental health professionals speaking about issues that we all face. And it was the most beautiful energy I think I'd ever been in. And we had a picture of my nan in the corner and it was just so special, my mum was there. And I thought, we need to replicate this, we need to grow it because there's women everywhere that feel insecure every day, but feel so alone in those thoughts. Um, so how can we normalise those and make everyone feel safe around each other and grow that? So fast forward five years later, we're hosting events for 80 to 120 people all around the UK. Um, we've got our first Welsh event at the end of next month. Go on the Welsh. Um, go on the Welsh. We love the Welsh, don't we? We do. We're going to Cardiff soon. Oh, that's where yes. the event is. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's something that's, that I'm really, really passionate about. And every single event we raise money for different charities. And I think we're just shy of raising, just, just shy of £100,000 for different charities in the last five years which even over lockdown we were doing events virtually and all things like that and I think it's very similar to what you do with Dry, it's about building a community and a safe place for people to talk about their struggles, to feel seen, to feel heard um, and it's completely non-profit, I don't earn from it but it's something that I'm so passionate about and I've met phenomenal women through it um, and I'm just excited to see where it goes and, and what it does. Fabulous. And again, this comes back to that sense of community, doesn't it? I think people yeah. are starved of real connection and communities that want to talk differently and think differently and get underneath the superficial layers of, of life and actually talk about really meaty, meaningful things. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see that unfold. I know there's lots coming up with that. Tell us about some of the other ventures you've got going on. Because you've got loads going on. This is another thing, by the way, before you get into that. We spoke about this before. I really believe when you take a break from alcohol, you become a dreamer of the day and things start to happen. Mm -hmm. And those big ideas that form in our heads that very often got left in the pub is the yeah. truth. Like you can go to any pub and you'll hear most people tell you about these fabulous things they're going to do and then they never do it. Then you take a break from alcohol or you go dry and then stuff starts to happen. So tell us what's been it's, happening. Steph has made the fundamental error <laughs> of telling Andy one of her projects that's coming up next year. So we'll try and make sure he doesn't drop that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry carry you. on. Just, just watch this space for, <laughs> yeah, around January, around the non-alcoholic space. Um, it is a goal to collaborate with Dry, so I'm saying this on record now so that when I pitch it to the boys, they say yes. Um, <laughs> but the other venture that is something so close to my heart is obviously very restricted to how many women I can reach per event. Yep. Um, and also at the moment, it's, it's UK-based. Um, so about two and a half years ago, um, I came up with a concept of an application that kind of replicates the entire ethos of Stay Sassy. It's, it's women focused, it's mental health related, it's wellness related, it's a safe environment, all of those things. 
Um, and so for the last two and a half years, I've teamed up with a group of experts in psychology, nutrition, dietitians, brain doctors, behavioral scientists, um, experts that write curriculums. And I've created a platform called Enough. And it basically is an educational journey for women where they log on for three to five minutes a day. It's a safe environment where you can learn absolutely everything wellness related. There's um, things about periods on there, there's things about nutrition, mindfulness practices, meditations, all of that kind of stuff built into the journey. And it's to give you all the information that you need, not to overwhelm you or to make you feel like you need to do it all, but, but so that you can then make informed choices and build those routines and rituals into your daily life that are sustainable, that you're motivated to do and that you enjoy doing. Um, we also have a content hub with over a million recipes. Uh, workouts that start as small as one minute and it's basically all of the language is completely trigger free it's supposed to be gentle and welcoming um, and just a pocket best friend like I want it to feel I mean I, I'm sure there's people out there that think I'm a right dick but I want it to feel like I'm there with you guiding you down this path making shit jokes like just being a friend whilst you're navigating this journey I also want to add loads of stuff in there about sobriety um, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, and I think it's very similar to what you're doing with Dry and it's building that community and, and, and creating that safe space. And we launched just over two weeks ago now and I'm, I'm so proud of what we've created and it really is just the beginning, so. Yeah, I love it, how exciting. Thank you. Apps all over the place. Yeah. And just again, it just boils back to that same thing, doesn't it, giving back to others through your story and, and your struggles and, and now you're in this position to have this beautiful influence over people and create spaces for predominantly women to be able to come together and, and think differently and act differently and feel supported. I think it's just, it's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you one more question, which was obviously dry based. Yeah. Um, you've got a big following, your age group, your target audience. There's gonna be a lot of people there watching this, listening to this thinking about taking a break from the booze. What's your advice to a 25-year-old girl who's thinking about it? What, what would you say? My main advice would be, next time you go out drinking, check in with yourself the morning after. Write down how you're feeling, any physical symptoms, increased heart rate, anxiousness, anything like that. And just write a little note to yourself, even if you just write, Dear Steph, I'm feeling like this, blah, 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 from Steph. Then a few days later, when you're feeling a lot clearer and a lot more back to your human self, reread that. Pick up on the things that you felt in the moment of that hangover, because they're the moments that get stolen from us. One of my biggest reasons why I went dry was purely because the anxiety was too much. I'd have fun the night before. I'd probably stay out two hours, three hours later than necessary. I realise now my cutoff point and I managed to have an amazing good time, but I know when to smoke bomb. Um, and just evaporate and leave. And I realise that I'm not letting my friends down by leaving when I want to. I'm realising that there's no pressure for me to stay any longer and then you obviously get your next day. And I think once you realise how you're feeling in that moment and you can actually process those feelings rather than just disregarding them, ordering a Domino's and being like, oh, classic hangover, actually checking in with yourself and your feelings. And then challenging yourself. Say, okay, I'm going to have one evening sober and then write down your feelings the next day and compare the two and just know that this is an ongoing journey you don't have to quit cold turkey you don't have to give it up completely but just knowing where you feel safe to be sober um, 
that you can still have an amazing time, that your friendship groups don't have to change, that the comments that you get from other people that drink say far more about them than they do about you. Um, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone and just be so gentle with yourself on this journey. Be solid about the reasons why you're interested in it and nine times out of 10, they'll be for your core beliefs and the things putting you off are probably other people. So just remember that you are in control of your own life um, and that would probably be my main advice. That is absolutely brilliant. I Thank feel you like so giving much. a round of applause. That is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should we give a <laughs> but It's really interesting because that's exactly what happened to me when I, I started watching Andy Ramage and I was like, what is all this sober stuff about? And I'd have a week off the drink and then I'd have a week on the drink. And it got to a point where I was having two weeks solidly on the drink and then I was going two weeks off the drink. And I was like, actually, the longer I have off it, the more I'm starting to understand what it's all about. But no, I can't do that. And then I'd start drinking it for two weeks. But the longer that went on for a probably six months period. And then one day I was like, hang on a minute, this is obvious. Like, I feel amazing or I feel like absolute death. But you have to experience and record both of those things and journal them both out. Yeah. And it's great advice. So that, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, everything, just to reiterate, I think the key is I talk about this A and B testing on yourself almost. You know what they're doing software of an A and B test. A, you with alcohol and B, you without. And then just contrast the two. It will tell you everything you need to know. Is it true? You'll feel fitter, faster, healthier. You've saved a ton of cash. Your anxiety will vanish. You'll have more energy. Your relationships will be better. Your hair will be amazing. <laughs> and then contrast that with that like drudgery and that dread and that anxiety after the morning after a few drinks. And then you start to rewind it back and go, hold on a minute. Well, if it was those few drinks that caused all of that devastation and destruction in my life versus all those incredible things when I don't drink, can I still go and do the social thing and not drink? I drink alcohol-free alternatives. And when you demonstrate to yourself that you can, like you described, and then you can duck out when the fun dries up, you've just gained this superpower. Because it's like, oh, I can still do the things I used to do in a slightly different way. Get my following day, remove the anxiety, create new momentum, unleash this whole world of health and vibrancy by not doing that thing. Yeah. And it's, I think a lot of it is just so mindless, isn't it? And, and I was trapped in that mindlessness like you described for years. I just thought, oh, it's just part of life. I feel shit. And everyone gets together in their little club on WhatsApp and goes, great night. And we all lie. And we yeah. go, great night. And we just like regurgitate the same lies. Not until you have the courage. I think your advice to just experiment is so incredibly important. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Hold on. But yeah, brilliant advice. Thank you. <laughs> it's the ghost of alcohol past well on that Come note <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to cover? no I think that's it I think that's, that was a really beautiful way to, to wrap it up I don't think either of us could have done anything near yeah. 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 I've been doing this could. for years and I don't think I've ever articulated it as clearly as that so thank you very much for joining us today this will be the first of many no doubt. And we've got some exciting stuff potentially coming up. I'm going to say no more right, before I blow it. But thank you so much for joining us. You're a real inspiration to both Matt and I. And I know to so many people. And we're really excited about what the future holds for you. On that note, before we do wrap it up, how can people find out more about you and what you've got going on? Amazing. So on Instagram, um, it is just at Steph Ellswood. Um, and the, the app is at Enough App. I think that's just turned off. Oh, that one? Perfect. Okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> at Steph Ellswood on Instagram, and that's how you can find me. Fabulous. Just one more question. Go on. What is in store? What's the future hold? Gosh, what is in store? So I have something very exciting coming up for the non-alc space. Um, that is hopefully launching in January. 
um, more Stay Sassy events, hopefully growing them, traveling around with them. Um, very, very exciting events coming up, especially at the end of Jan. Um, and just kind of, you know, navigating life, being honest as I go and trying to discover the most authentic version of me. That is my main goal. Love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You You've been me. such a good guest and such an inspiration to, to me, Andy, and to loads of our dry members as well. So thank you so much. And our first guest in our yeah. new podcast in studio. Our new home. <laughs> yeah. We still haven't quite figured out yet, but we'll we get, right. get kicked out of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we've got over the timeline. Thank you so much. Thank you.